Hello, this is Agoro, host of the Agoro Show, and you are listening to the Steve and Crypto Show. So keep your ears open and your mouth shut, shut. Hey, welcome to the Steve and Crypto Show, brought to you by thestevestrout.com. Hopefully you guys have been enjoying the show, and if you have, swing by our Buy Me A Coffee page at buymeacoffee.com slash stevecrypto, where you can contribute to the show, and it all helps, every little bit helps improve the show, help us upgrade gear, and uh, just helps us make the best show we can. And another way you could help is by sharing the show on social media or even visiting your favorite podcast distributor where you listen to the Steve and Crypto show or your other favorite shows and uh, leave us a rating or review. It's easy as that. But on our last episode, we had the second part of our conversation with the Horror Host Hall of Famer and Rondo Award winner, Dr. Gangrene. He's been a horror host for over 20 years and uh, we talked about his career and got into his his uh, interview, his award-winning interview he had with the horror icon Bruce Campbell, which is, you know, if you guys listen to us, you probably know who Bruce Campbell is. So that was a pretty cool chat. Um, thanks again, Dr. Gangrene, for hanging out. On this episode, we have our old friend Len Enders, who is a uh, you know local guy from same town me and me and Crypto are in. This is Steve, by the way, of course, obviously. Um, he's a artist, a musician, a creator. He he's, now he's uh, has a pretty popular YouTube channel where he's sharing videos and telling stories about some of his childhood, teenage antics it was it it's literally like the shit they do is like watching a freaking episode of beavis and butthead which is like so cool because you know where i grew up we did have exposure to mtv and all that but i guess in this town it's kind of a small community back then they didn't have mtv or any of that so i don't know how this these guys were so like they're real life this like how they live this without really being influenced by it it's pretty cool man uh, check out len's story and uh hope you guys dig our chat with him and we also encourage you to go visit our friends at fright rags fright rags has been bringing you the best in horror apparel and accessories since 2003 offering a wide range of products for your favorite creature feature classics collections include john carpenter's halloween universal monsters Night of the Living Dead, my personal favorite, Creepshow, Twin Peaks, Evil Dead, and so many more. It's funny we mentioned Evil Dead because we just made a, a Bruce Campbell mention. But um, yeah, all that stuff is officially licensed and available now at fright-rags.com. And Steve and Crypto listeners get 10% off when they use the code SteveCrypto10 at checkout. So go check it out, man. They got some cool shit. I got a bunch of stuff pre-ordered from them myself for my own collection. Um, Fright-rags.com. Go check them out. And 
We thank you guys for keep coming back and hanging with us here on the Steven Crypto Show. And meet our friend. Meet our good buddy Len Enders. Hey, we're on the Steven Crypto Show. Um, kind of excited because we're finally in person. And uh, finally, finally, yeah, we're not uh, doing the Zoom thing. Uh, we're real life people. I can actually see, I can smell crypto. and uh, I can smell your farts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I like it better when he's on the other side of the computer <laughs> so I don't have to smell him. But anyways, we are hanging uh, out with a uh, good old friend, kind of a local guy who is a big part of our area music scene and art scene and all that stuff and he's a basically a overnight youtube sensation now he's <laughs> kind of blown up on a youtube with his videos of his uh teenage uh debauchery and and interesting antics antics that's a good word <laughs> that's a good but, word uh, yeah. we are hanging out with len enders what's up len what's up glad to be here you thank guys. you first time Doing this in person and our first in person guest. And so it's a, cool. A lot of firsts. A lot of firsts. It's our first time together, guys. Yeah. It's kind of weird if you say it like it. that. But, uh, <laughs> so let's, uh, the YouTube channel. Yes. A little, a little story about that. I have a coworker. She's mm-hmm. young, she's 16 years old. And just out of the blue one day, she realized that we were friends. She was like, you're friends with Len Enders? That guy's a fucking legend. <laughs> like, 16 years old. So, like, <laughs> obviously you've touched some people and made it some kind of an impact. Um, how cool. did the how, how, let's hear the Len story. Of, of Just how. Just you, who you are and, and what you've, what you do, man. Uh, well, basically, so I just have a. Um, channel where I started uploading uh, videos from just from my childhood when I was a when I was a kid living in Hadlock um, I always wanted to be a filmmaker like I had you know ideas of like oh I wanted to make horror movies stuff like that and uh, but we didn't have a video camera and that stuff was pretty new then you know people generally didn't you didn't have that you kind of had to have money. Yeah, just the rich kids had to Yeah, pretty much. But um, when there finally was a video store opened up in Hadlock um, and started renting movies there and stuff, one day I realized that they had a video camera that you could rent also for, you know, however... It was like something like $5 a day or something like that. Or I can't remember, $20 for three days or something. So I would, like, do work for my dad and save up save up money and then you know pick it up on a friday and return it on a sunday and initially it would always be like okay i'm gonna shoot this horror movie get all my friends involved and stuff and you know i'd be the the director and everything and the whole it would just always fall apart very quickly like pretty soon i I would be a tyrant trying to direct everyone around and they'd all be like dude this is no fun and so i never actually really got like a full movie finished it was always just these chunks you know get halfway through and then it would and it would fall apart but then from renting the camera it just started to turn into like i would just 
get it to just randomly document stuff, hanging out with my friends, doing, you know, just tech, bringing it along whenever we were like doing just you know, dumb kid stuff, riding our bikes around, go, you know, walking around town or hanging out at my house or whatever. So it was like, it was just all these videos that I actually, I figured they would just go in the box in the attic. I would never watch them again. Um, and then maybe 15 years ago, I started, I, I started putting them onto uh, DVDs. And then in the last like few years was like, well, maybe I could like throw them up on YouTube and just see, you know, if anybody would watch them and yeah, that's pretty much it. So there was really never no intent of, of making this YouTube channel that no, not at all followers. Yeah. Not even, not even never thought about it at all. And like I was saying earlier, I was doing a, I was a few years back was doing a, music project thing that I was working on and initially put up some of these eighties videos with the intention that people would see the videos and then look in the description and I could have links in there to my music project. And so like, Oh, maybe that'd just be another way to get people to know about it. But then nobody, nobody cared at all about the music project and instead was like, put up more videos so then I was just like, oh, it's fun. So I just leaned into it, you know, like just started going through all my archives and finding the just little moments, funny stuff, anything that I could, you know, pull out and throw up there. Well, you were onto something because, I mean, that's kind of what a lot of kids are doing now, just with their phones, you know, recording everything they do and just putting it up online, you know, just goofy shit with their friends so yeah like the um i guess it was vlogging but you know before that was a thing but vlogging thinking that no one's ever gonna see it you know so i think it gave it sort of a little little bit of a different vibe in that way that you know you're doing stuff now when kids are recording themselves you know most people when they're recording they're you're thinking about the audience right you weren't performing yeah in a sort of a way you you end up sort of like performing whereas in that with me and with my friends it was just like well no one's gonna see this we're not even gonna watch it probably so it was weird that we were even doing it you know but but then looking back you have these moments on there that are just so um pure or something i guess you could say because there's no there's no performance happening there there's no thought of the audience we would talk i liked to talk to the camera like there was an audience and i'll see people commenting picking out these parts where where i'm like you know talking about you know how many people do you think are watching this or where i'm going like if you think this is boring rewind you know just fast forward and stuff like that and they'd be like well who does he who is he talking to it's like he knew there was going to be an audience but i was just doing it to you know amuse myself or whatever at the time it was just gonna go in the attic and totally that was it so you basically you might have invented vlogging there was, uh, there's actually a guy that is, um, there's a, a guy who has passed away who's on YouTube and I can't, I can't think of his name, 
But I really think of this dude as the first, like the first vlogger. Um, he was in the eighties. Uh, he just filmed, he was like in the sort of a dance club scene in New York city. God, I wish I could think of his name. Anyways, he filmed religiously, like was a full on vlogger just for himself. And after he passed away, one of his friends, someone who knew him started uploading all of his, all of his videos. And I think that guy was the first, like the first for sure. So how long was it before? Or if ever, did you finally get your own recorder, video recorder? Um, I didn't until, so I started like filming stuff in like 86 was when I first rented the video camera and I didn't actually get one that I owned until uh, 1999. So long after you recorded way, all this footage. Yeah, yeah, way after. And like... Yeah, yeah, it was like 1999, so yeah, a long time later. So I don't have, like, I've got a lot of footage, but I don't have, like, so, like, some crazy, ridiculous amount. You know, I would, like, just, like, randomly rent the video camera, maybe. I would try and do it, like, every few months or so, so I would probably do it four times, five times a year or something like that. Um, and then just record like for like the whole weekend or whatever. And then sometimes borrow cameras too would usually, if the, if there was someone a little bit later, like later eighties, early nineties, then having a camera was a little more normal. So there would be people like, Oh, could you think I could borrow your mom's, your parents' camera for the weekend? You know, whatever. So it's good that you didn't just rely on that one from the video store because i could see you going in and you know getting frustrated somebody else has it like shit what am i gonna do now oh yeah you had other people to go to to yeah totally yeah i used to like go and reserve it in advance especially if there was stuff like back when like i don't know if they do it here anymore but there was um like hadlock days but yeah they still do that they do still um and and so i would like many months in advance like know what weekend had lock days was going to be and i would reserve it so that i'd have it like that time or you know any any like special things like that that i knew were coming up i would get it because there were a few times that i went to get it and like what (laughs) who the hell else out there you know and i need to film my jackass video (laughs) yeah totally i'm trying to make a friday the 13th here so then the wild thing is Watching watching your uh, videos on your channel, like you guys are kind of doing some crazy shit, like filming, you know, bobbing around in the crazy orange car and oh yeah, yeah, hanging out of trees and shit up on the cliffside. Yeah, like, I'm surprised you guys never broke the fucking camera. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Yeah, I was just looking on the way over here. Um, I stopped for a second right up at in Kivley Center because there's this one video where I'm in a top of a tree there filming uh, just filming Hadlock and and stuff and was looking like oh my god like I was pretty far up there in this tree and that camera was bit you know it was the kind that you sat Big, on yeah, your huge. shoulder yeah. it wasn't like it the was little... like the size of the VCR you watched the shit on yes it totally it wasn't like some handy cam shit that you could just put in your palm it was like no, a full no little GoPro back in back yeah, in 88 yeah yeah not nah and so, I, yeah, I was sitting there for a minute like, how the hell 
did I get up there and pack that thing? And if the people that ran the store would have known that, they would have been like, you're cut off from renting this thing. Yeah, those things were beasts, though, yeah, for sure. Yeah, good thing they never asked you what you were doing. Or like, <laughs> yeah, what, totally. What kind of videos are you making? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, you know, just filming Ooh, videos just with like, my grandmother. Just, yeah, gardening. Just daredevil shit, you know. Just dangling cool. off of a cliff with your $2,000 camera. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so there was never any intent when you started putting these on YouTube for it to become what it is um no not not at all not what, uh, not even a little bit how long was it before you realized like holy shit this is a thing this is like uh maybe like i don't know i was probably putting stuff up for six months or something like that before like uh, i started noticing stuff like there'd be a video that would have like you know more than i don't know a couple hundred views where I would be like, Whoa, what's how, how, where is this coming from? And then that's when I would like every once in a while, like do something like Google my own name. And then I would find links. It, there'd be like Reddit, like shit on Reddit, like go, talking about the eighties or something. And like, here's this, here's this guy in the 1980s, da, 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 you know, or whatever. So then I started seeing like, oh, there's like actually people who would. So then I like got started to be a little more. Um, how can I put it? Uh, um, a little more like thinking about what an audience might want to see, you know, instead of just, oh, here's a random thing I'm just going to throw throw up there. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, I know. I noticed you started putting more uh like animation and like telling the story and yeah, editing yeah. stuff together so it looks like a really yeah and professional thing and yeah. those are like those are my favorite to do once i started like and it was actually i had been um i was never thinking about doing like story time type videos or telling any stories like that at all um i was using this app uh called marco polo which is it lets you send videos back and forth to each other instead of sending a text you're just filming a video basically back and forth and one day i was showing a friend of mine i was going through some old photos and t and told this story like oh here's this thing that we did and i'm showing photos and i'm talking and thing and then he hit me back and was like dude that was so fun to watch you should just post that on youtube and then that's when uh, he was like, you should just tell that story that you just told with your photos and all that stuff and put that up. And that's when I started like looking up stuff like story times and saw that that was like an actual thing that people did. But um, most of most of the time, all they do is just sit in front of the camera and tell a story and it's pretty boring. So then that's when I was like, oh, I could put illustrated stuff along with footage along with photos along with any document you know documentation or stuff that i have that's relevant that i could show and it, make it more documentary style yeah in a way. that's what i was gonna say it's very like many documentaries and and it does allow you to to like showcase your your illustrative abilities too, yeah which yeah is cool 
Yeah. Yeah. I love doing those actually, but they just take me like so much. They're so time consuming with putting music in and, you know, and I get like super nitpicky and like want it to be perfect and stuff. So that's, that's just the artist in you. That's totally. Yeah. That sucks. (laughs) It's annoying. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, I've got a, I've got a stack of those actually of stories that, uh, that I want to do that I'm just like getting together you know, all, like all the photos and stuff. I have to go through all my photographs and find all the relevant things to go with it and, you know, dig through all my storage unit and find any kind of things that go along, you know, and stuff. So See, that's, that's impressive that knowing you, I've known that you've moved around a lot, mm-hmm. you know, and for you to still have all this old shit, all these old pictures and all this and that to be able to put this together is Totally. Very impressive. Yeah. And I do not know how it's just like straight up by luck that that even because I mean, moving out to different states and stuff and just drag like I would just drag all those videos like just boxes of VHS and just have them hanging out, you know, in a drawer somewhere and that I didn't lose any or whatever or photos and all that. I don't know how much shit I've lost moving across town. So like, yeah, <laughs> right. Totally. Impressive. And, um, one of the, the, uh, interesting stories that you've told on there is about your, a uh, former band that sort of was never was, I guess the skeleton crew. Oh, which you yeah, guys started yeah. selling merch for, which sounds like is doing really well, but, um, yeah, oddly, how, how did, uh, what do you think was, was the, uh, downfall of the band i know you guys played like one show and then you moved to la to make it big and all that like how uh what was life like down there when you moved down there oh it was it was really really lame it was actually fun looking back on it like an adventure that i'm super glad that we did but um we were just like straight up had no idea what we were doing It, it wasn't like you could go google the area that you want to move to, like what's a good neighborhood, you know, or something. And none of us knew anything about anything. It was just like, Oh, I read in circus magazine that the band poison moved to LA and they made it. So that's where we need to go. So we just like literally drove there and then we're just basically homeless. There was, one of our like band members had a cousin who lived there that we stayed with for a minute until her and her roommate were just like, we're so over you guys. Like, don't even come back here anymore. They were so annoyed. That and, sounds like a, a trend in, uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> throughout <totally>. your history. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and But yeah, we just basically like lived in a car and then eventually the car broke down and then we just lived outside and somehow still thought we were going to be huge. We were literally like sleeping in the area where the dumpsters go behind an abandoned building and had no instruments, had written no songs. We had no vehicle, like our clothes stunk. There was a point where I didn't shower for 30 full days and still we were all convinced like this is working. Like this is going to be killer. We're definitely we're gonna make it. 
didn't play one show. No, no. Nah. Uh, we didn't. Uh, Did nah. you even at least like fool some chicks into we're a band and let us come hang out? Uh, no, because free drugs we, like, and smelled. No. We literally smelled really, really bad. I mean, it was obvious that we were like living on the street. So, did you guys go to any venue while you were out there at all? Uh, we went to it. Like, we hey, did go band. to a couple shows, and there was a point where, um, so there was four of us, and the guitar player ended up coming back home. Was like the only smart dude, basically, and uh, so then we looked for a, a guitar player, and we found a guy who was like interested, but he could actually play like really well. And I don't know even why he was like down to hang out with us. I mean, we, you know, we couldn't show him anything just like, yeah, we promise we're good. We'll get our, some instruments together someday, whatever. But we went to some shows with him, like hung out with some of his friends and stuff a little bit. We'd go to his house and he still lived with his mom. He was like 18 and we were 19. And so we would go over and shower and stuff there. But, um, finally, yeah. right? Yeah. We, yeah, we did not go to any shows really anything we just literally we would go to burger king and they could get you could get um free refills if you bought a soda so we would get like one pop sit in there the entire day refilling this one soda and just like sitting drawing or like trying to write lyrics or whatever and then we would go around places and just shoplift food and got caught like numerous times. Luckily not arrested, but just like tossed out. Like then we'd be like, okay, there's another store we can't go into, you know. So, so what was the, the final straw and giving up and coming back home? Um, so we were uh we had been uh there was our car had broken down. We we had um we needed to get oil in our car really, really bad. The car that we were living in, it was like a great big Monte Carlo. And we we needed to get oil super bad. We went to this store one time to, we were shoplifting some stuff and we came out of the store and we found 20, there was a $20 bill on the ground. And so we were like, oh my God, yes, we need to get oil for our car, like immediately. But like absolute dipshits, instead of getting oil, we drove straight from there to McDonald's and blew the entire $20 on just big, like as much McDonald's as we could get and just stuffed our faces. When we left from there, we were driving on the on the free on the freeway and literally heard a pop and smoke just started barreling out of it and then cruised it off to the side of the road. And then we just abandoned it because it was dead. So. We uh, got a friend to drive us to the place where we were, we were staying in this park and they dropped us off by this park and we had literally blankets with just like our stuff in it, like hobo style, just slung over our backs. And we brought our blankets up to these bushes to stash them. And then we were walking down to this mini mart from there. From the time that we stashed the blankets and walked a couple blocks down to the mini mart, when we got to the mini mart, all these cops came flying in literally pulled out guns get down on the ground get on the ground you know cuffed us and stuff because there had been robberies in the area and some people saw us with these things slung over our you know just looking like filthy kids 
So they called the police and they, you know, dug out our blankets and they're just like, ugh, there's nothing in it but gross clothes. You know, it's just smelly. And this cop just like gave us this full lecture, just what are you dudes doing? We didn't even have IDs. None of us had IDs. So it's illegal to not have an ID. Like I could arrest you for that. And we're just like, what? And he just like lectured us for like an hour. You guys should just go home. Why don't you go back? Like go home. What are you doing? They, and they'd probably seen so many kids just idiot. in that situation. Yeah. Oh, yeah, probably, like, yeah. what are you, I've seen this a million times. Go your ass home. But so basically that guy kind of, just ch- we were like yeah maybe we are being kind of dumb <laughs> and so then that that was our catalyst to tur- turn around head home and that was the the end of the skeleton crew pretty much we yeah we came back to hadlock and then got together with our old guitar player started to rehearse just a little bit like finally started to like write some songs and we had only rehearsed i don't it was like our third rehearsal or something and we owed our, our our instruments and stuff. We had bought like kind of on credit. The dude would let us in it. Um, it was Port Townsend Music at the time. The dude was really nice. And he had let us like put a down payment and then make a monthly payment. And then at some point we just like each one of us stopped paying and just never went in there anymore. Just total dicks, you know. But he eventually found where our band room like did some investigating to track us down and then waited until one night when he heard like fully staked it out and waited until he heard music and then just came bursting in like i want my fucking equipment or i want my money and he came to repossess it and we didn't have money so that was that was the official end yeah that was (laughs) where it really ended until that was the last the skeleton crew was heard of until uh Recently, yeah. when until recently, yeah, when I selling the shirts, yeah, so, um, yeah, just to uh, for fun, basically, was like made a video about the sort of that story and you know, made some made different, different t shirts, desi- t shirt designs to go with you know, what what our t shirts would have looked like had we, you know, they, they done them. do definitely look like it, like an 80s hair metal yeah. band t shirt. <laughs> totally. Where can people get the shirts? Where can they find them? Um, there, um, so it's a it's a site called Teespring. I, actually, it's changed its name to S- just Spring. But if you just like Googled my name and the word Teespring or Spring or probably even just T-shirts, it would come up. So go get a shirt. Google Flynnanders, uh, Teespring or Spring and get a Skeleton Crew yeah. shirt. And yeah. on all my videos, there's links on every every video in the description to to all you know to that and any other places i am online so what are some uh other projects and stuff you've been involved with since between skeleton crew and the youtube channel startup um well i did i was in this band in the 90s and and like port townsend area called circle of fear that i sang in and and then there was um uh, did like a bunch of stuff with this local legend known as the heavy metal warrior, like some few different projects with him for a bunch of years on and off. And, um, and then I like, you know, tried to put together a f- couple different, um, just like weird solo 
projects like kind of comic booky based slash rock music things where they just didn't really work out very well or or i bit off more than you know like more than i could actually do um so up until like yeah until i started messing around with youtube um well you know i you and i both have a music background and um have you uh have you managed to make a lot of friends over the years you know in in the music world and and just you know does it do you do you feel like it's a a, as big a part of your life as as it is um music i'm not uh, i'm not super into at this point anymore like messing around with music isn't like i'm more into like making video stuff now like that interests me like way more so music uh doesn't really move me so it's not something i'm I'm gonna probably do anytime soon do you have any ideas for a future video um oh yeah i've got tons tons of ideas for like different different stories and stuff give us a little tiny clip of something on on the show here maybe just for um i want to do i want to do um i'm definitely going to do a full video of uh the whole skeleton crew, like, uh, you know, going, being homeless, like a full video of that at some point. And I want to do, uh, something about the heavy metal warrior. Like I really want to do like a, something more documentary, like actually documentary, like about him. So those are a couple of things that I'm gathering all the stuff together to put together. Well, I think you got a lot of people around here that you could talk to, you know, out this way. uh, Oh, yeah, for sure. To to help, you know, with getting that going. Yeah. Yeah, the the Heavy Metal Warrior and AK-47 thing, you could probably put together like a full-length documentary. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, interviews from locals and all that. And I have video of um, him just documenting him randomly since literally the mid nineties. So I've got quite a stack of footage of him through the years and his performances and stuff too. Yeah. He, I mean, you said he is kind of a local legend. He's definitely, he's definitely a, a, the legend. I think one of the last big shows I did with him was down at the pin bar. It was the first show that they had and it was a big hip hop show. I mean, that place didn't fit a lot of people anyway. Yeah. But we had about 60 to 80 people between inside and just hanging out, like, out in the street and then, you know, on the uh, cement and everything. Um, and it was Heavy Metal Warrior and uh, uh, Function Music Group and I think Mages Guild. And it was it was a hell of a show. It was yeah. a really fun time with him. And everybody was just singing along with AK-47s yeah. in the house. <laughs> yes, totally. Yeah, that's the thing that's cool is his, like, his rap tunes are are super like you can hear them for the first time and be able to sing along yeah you know with it like yeah they're all soon... they all had like that hook that just totally catchy. yeah yep yeah were you were you involved heavily in the the ak-47 yeah so that was um i actually did his like whole recording and stuff he he had come to san diego to visit me and while he was there we were over to buddy's house and the buddy had a had like a full he was a dj for a hip-hop group 
And so he had a full like coffin with turntables and stuff. And we were just hanging and he started messing with it and showing the warrior what he could do. And then he gave him a mic and was like, you should try and rap something like just do some of your heavy metal lyrics, but do them rap style. And that's where he got this idea of like, whoa, I could actually be a rapper. And when he went home, went back to Port Townsend, he just like dove into it. And next thing he's hitting me up, sending me all these lyrics. And I'm like, these are actually hilarious. Like they're pretty good. So then we did, did a thing through the mail. He, um, he would take a sample beat and record it and then do his raps and send it to me. And I didn't have a, I didn't have a computer at the time. So it was all like analog, you know, messing around. But, um, I laid all of his, was able to build the songs around his raps along to his like little sample, you know? So the, the actual recording, the CD was like, I made the whole CD to his, his rhymes or whatever. And then when he would play shows, I would do be like, if I could, if I could be there, I would be as like hype guy you know quote unquote dj or something yeah but yeah 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 there's there was some fun shows with that he there was a couple at the legion hall back i don't know 2004 or something that were like some pretty big ragers where it was a good time it was definitely good times back then i know i think when i first moved to this area where port towns in washington people that don't know listening um some of my some of my first exposure to the local music scene was was from AK forty seven Heavy Metal Warrior yeah going around town with just his hustle bag full totally of CDs the and hustle shit. bag like, and the yeah. and yeah or driving his car up to wherever and kicking open the yep. trunk just, just like this dude like intense I was like I was like at first I was like just who's this crazy guy yeah before I knew who he was he was just like this crazy old metalhead dude just like buy my shit. Like, yeah, <laughs> fucking first mentally handicapped gangster rapper. Like, what? Like, yeah, what the <laughs> fuck? Yeah, I want that CD. Like, <laughs> totally. I'm just gonna say this: Compton Gangbang. Yeah, that's a hit. <laughs> that's one of my faves. I don't know. AK-47 in the house might be. A, that's like an anthem. That that one I think is is. Yeah. If he, if he doesn't do that at a show, we're gonna riot. Oh, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, but you're in the house. How yeah. can you not tell us that you're in the yeah, house? Yeah, you're literally in the house. You have to throw it down. See, so now people are gonna be, be definitely looking forward to that uh to that uh big documentary. Yeah. The big A K forty seven documentary. Yeah, I think it would be pretty cool. But um so with the channel, you mentioned a couple ideas you had for stories and everything. Is there is there any other uh angles or anything you want to add to the the channel to kind of expand on it um pretty much uh mm, i just stick to the story time yeah i want to do as many of those as as i can come up with um and then just all the like all the you know just random home video things but um nothing crazy nothing like where i'm gonna go off on like a totally different direction or anything like that it'll all it'll be sticking pretty pretty much same format 
Right. Is there ever any intent to uh, introduce your subscribers to the later in life Lynn, or is it just? Yeah, I just, um, yeah, totally. Uh, but I kind of like there to be like a like a little time, like a little cushion of years in between, if that makes sense. Like, you know, like it's like a mystery. Like, what happened to this guy? And right, yeah. How so, is he but I, I kind of like don't want to post some stuff that isn't maybe like ten years old or something at least. You know what I mean? I'm not going to put up stuff that's like, here's what I'm doing today. Only because I don't know that that's. Just like videos of sitting in the office at the keyboard, just typing. Right. Yeah. Or or whatever. Like, yeah. <laughs> no boring shit, basically. Yeah. yeah. Keep it exciting. Yeah. Right. Um. So before we wrap up, yeah. chat, uh, where can people find the channel? And where can they find you on social media? And all um, that so stuff? the channel is just my name, Len Enders. So if you just go on YouTube and type in Len Enders or youtube.com forward slash Len Enders. Um, and then from there, there's links in every video and all over my channel to every other place where I am, Instagram or TikTok and Facebook and everything. So if, if they jump in to your channel what would you say is the right video to start? Where to, like to start? I would say start with for my first car story time. That would be the one to start. Yeah, that's to, it. That's that's the one to, I was watching uh, recently, and, and my fiance was just in the background working on something, and then she she heard you talk about like the Ajax. Oh right, yeah. I think yeah. that was the same one. Yes, right? yep, yeah. yep. She's talking about work to Ajax. She's like, hey, that's here, right? And then. She just got like sucked in and yeah. just watched the next three videos we watched. So oh, was, right on. It was, that's probably how it worked. That's probably how it took off. And just, do you, do you think it all uh, started with local, like myself, acquaintances and friends and stuff that got the ball rolling? Or you think? Um, I think it was, uh, it was people who had no idea who I was, just like cert- com- people interested in the 80s or the 90s like just searching for stuff like that and coming across found this random crazy yeah, dude and, yeah. yeah totally and like some reddit posts and stuff like that talking about that sort of stuff uh, definitely got it going more than because i didn't really tell i didn't put it out there a super lot to like my friends or anything like that right it's it's kind of like that era it was like real life like if you think the era that you were recording all this stuff, it was, you know, MTV era. Yeah. Like Beavis and Budhead had come along and doing all yep. this crazy shit. And it was like real life that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So were you guys, you pretty influenced by that stuff, you know, MTV? And- um, No, because I, they, there was no MTV in Port Townsend or Hadlock. You couldn't, you actually could not get it here because that was the days of cable and they MTV wouldn't wouldn't come to Port Townsend. That's so. wild because it's so like that. You yeah, know what I mean, it's yeah, like really that. And somehow you guys were living that. I yeah, it's really weird. We would just exposure. get our like we you know, mostly we would get our like you know inspiration would be like we just wanted to be in a rock band like the stuff we read about in rock magazines. So that was a lot of where we would like whatever get our b 
be inspired. Yeah, I think that was a lot of a lot of kids' dream then, and you guys went for it, and it didn't work out. Didn't but work now you out. got these but stories a, to tell. But I've got a backlog of yeah, a ton of stories. Yeah, cool. And we'll keep the stories going. Cool. People enjoy them. Um, it looks like your subscribers keep going up, so that's good. And like I said, I had the the sixteen year old coworker to call you a fucking legend. So that means that's you're awesome, touching that's the so new cool. generation of people, not that's just the cool. nostalgia thing that like I'm into it for because it's like, yeah, I remember doing stuff like that and you know yeah. But you're touching the kids, man. I couldn't uh, yeah, I just didn't imagine that I thought I would actually just get made fun of by kids on there actually when I was putting them up. It's like Len Enders is for the children like Wu Tang. <laughs> You know, Wu-Tang. for the children but yeah man check out len enders on youtube and anything you want to add before we um nope just nope. thanks for having me over yeah man thanks for hanging out and uh come back soon all right get a few more videos out and come back and visit and hang out and... for sure cool thanks man all right thanks guys hey thank you len enders for hanging out and telling us how you got the channel started and all that good stuff we definitely have you back soon i really wanted to talk a little bit about your uh attempts at making a uh, friday the 13th fan film uh we'll definitely have you back to visit and talk more about that you guys make sure you swing by our buy me a coffee page buymeacoffee.com slash steve crypto and show us some love and keep sharing and reviewing and all that good stuff we'll help get the word out and, as always, I thank you guys for listening. We've been the Steve and Crypto Show. Peace. <laughs>